stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Well, the world's global elite are in Davos at the World Economic Forum. And, of course, last night, sort of what the South African uh, team there calls uh, South African night. They try and sell the country very hard, have a lot of people. I've been lucky enough to go to Davos twice uh, for the World Economic Forum. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people there. If you impress them, you really will sort of change your stars a little bit. Kaiser Toll is an independent analyst, keeps a very close eye on our finances and our politics. He joins us now. Kai, good morning. Good morning and good morning to the listeners. I mean, Davos is one of those places where you really do want to have a good story to tell, but are we quite a hard country to sell at the moment? Well, I think, unfortunately, the type of uh, stories that you want to be able to sell then are stories that are aimed at attracting some level of investment into the country. You tend to have access to a global audience, a global audience of investors and a global audience of those that have the capacity to influence their capital goals. So, of course, when so many countries are there trying to pitch the same story, it really becomes a question of who tells the best story, but also whose fundamentals are actually in support of the story that they're selling. South Africa's key fundamentals, unfortunately, aren't a very good proposition, and it makes it very difficult for the South African story to emerge as the one that anyone would want to champion. So the South African delegation always has an enormous task in order to be able to persuade investors to look in our direction. And unfortunately, in recent years, it hasn't been a very strong case itself. I suppose we also need to compare, um, we also need to be aware of the context. And there are probably quite a few countries who are having a difficult time at the moment because of where the world is. We're not in the sort of boom times of the 1990s. We're in a very difficult phase now. Yeah, it's been a very difficult phase for the global economy in the past couple of years. And obviously, some of those elements seem to have been initiated by the geopolitics of our times. And what that simply then does is that it influences long-term decision-making. And of course, what we also know is that there are very strong biases that those investors have towards particular political orientation. So if you seem to be on the wrong side of the political divide, again, it adds another layer of complexity to your capacity to tell your story. And in the South African case, we know that the the Western world decided that we were on the wrong side of the Ukraine-Russia conversation. And we're also now going to be determined to be on the wrong side of the Israel-Palestine and Gaza conversation. So, of course, unfortunately, those that have access to capital, those that dominate this conversation, have taken particular political biases that we somehow need to conquer in order to convince them to invest in this country. Mm. Is it still the West that we need to attract? I mean, there are other parts of the world that seem to be growing. Very difficult, of course, and China has its own problems. I mean, it doesn't look like it to us, but they do. The real issue is that a lot of the institutions that underpin global finance, whether you're talking about multilateral institutions, whether you're talking about rating agencies, for example, they have a strong bias towards the Western world or, uh, or the Western way of doing things. So that simply means that even if you do want to be able to attract capital from alternative sources, you still are really playing by the rules that have been set for a particular purpose and by particular political orientation. So, for example, you'll hear that if you get a, you know, a particular credit rating, then there must be an exodus of investors or investments because of the way in which your economy has now been graded. So that simply seems that, and it means that for as long as you have those particular rules, even those that want to be able to offer alternative forms of capital, they themselves tend to be bound by those rules which make it a very difficult conversation to conquer. 
until you have an overall overhaul of the system and make it more equitable, it still remains a very, very problematic conundrum for everyone who says, well, we may not want to use money, for example, we want to look somewhere, but then you find that even accessing those particular resources requires you to comply with some of the rules that a lot of people have argued are indeed against the developing economies in particular. There's a durability to Davos just after the Second World War, and still people go, despite all of the criticisms of it. I mean, Davos man, there's a sort of phrase in Europe, Davos man, or in the US, which is a sort of pejorative term, almost an insult. Um, and yet, it seems to still draw quite a big crowd. Yeah, so I think it's probably primarily a networking opportunity, and the type of people that tend to lead us are the people that want to be able to be seen to be playing at the big table. So for as long as Davos is able to attract one or two prominent political and business figures is going to be those that gravitate towards those conversations simply because that's the place where you want to be seen. Now, of course, in another year, in another dimension, there might be an alternative structure forum that emerges that gets the same level of clout in people who simply gravitate towards that. So it isn't really a concrete structure. And I think some of the criticism that we've heard over the years is that it seems to really be this parallel, unelected government where it seems mm-hmm. that everybody who has to, the capacity to make very important and very binding decisions that actually bind billions of people into the decisions that get taken then, this is the platform where things happen and no one elects any of those people to be on that particular platform. So it still remains a very problematic structure. But of course, for as long as that is where capital is based and people need capital in order for their countries to have um, invest, to, to, to be investment destinations, that's unfortunately where the direction and the private jets are going to go. Kaya Satole, thank you. Independent analyst, really appreciate the time.